When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com, get your dream address without the stress. The Intel Edge you need to succeed can be found at GaryAshton.com. TrueMath Fitness, where you go to accomplish your fitness goals. I'll be at TrueMath Fitness tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. I hope to see some of you guys there. You can get your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident at TrueMathFitness.com. And Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app, plug in the promo code ATOZ, that's A2Z, and you can get your first bet matched up to $250. All the best odds, boost, and promo promo bets out there in the Superbook Sports app. So uh, with all the different discussions that we've had about this football team, we know that the wide receiver position is still a sore subject, shall we say. And so the news came down uh, just a little bit after noon central time. Um, the uh, A little bit after noon central time. And obviously this was a move that a lot of people have been keeping an eye on across the league. He's one of the most famous players in the sport. He's one of the best wide receivers still, uh, even as he's in his thirties now and missed some time last year with the PED suspension, but performance was not a problem, right? He was as, he was as capable. um, Maybe, I mean, he's definitely past the peak of his powers, DeAndre Hopkins, but he would be a substantial upgrade right away to a team like this in particular. Now there's a couple of different things that you have to consider, right? Uh, There is a clip from I am athlete that was going around um, at some point last week or in the last two weeks where Deandre Hopkins was asked, this is prior to him being released by the Cardinals, but he was asked what kind of quarterbacks he'd be interested in playing with. And he cited all the obvious ones, right? Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Uh, I believe he made mention of, uh, I don't think he mentioned Aaron Rodgers, but um, those, a lot of young quarterbacks, a lot of obviously talented quarterbacks, and a lot of guys who people associate with the top of the profession. Um, He mentioned that he did not want to break in another young or rookie uh, player at the position. He wanted to work with a veteran quarterback and a team that's got a good defense. He wants to be able to be competitive. But he also wants to get paid. And the reporting around DeAndre Hopkins is that it's not necessarily as much about the ring chase as it is about the opportunity to cash in, which, you know, in theory might help a team like Tennessee because this is not a team that you consider necessarily in the hunt um, by any of, uh, you know, by preseason projections, right? And there will be teams that surprise us. There will be teams like the Jaguars or the Giants last year that come out of nowhere, make the postseason and find ways to uh, find ways to you know crack the playoffs the way that a lot of these uh, these NFL teams these NFL playoff teams turn over year over year it's one of the best bragging points that the NFL has that they're able to turn over it's something like 
35 to 40% of their playoff teams every season uh, in ways that keeps fan bases engaged, despite, um, you know, how it feels with the normal participants being involved, the Bills, the Chiefs, uh, the Eagles, the, the familiar faces, right? There are going to be those, but there's always a team that comes out of nowhere. And, you know, the Titans uh, certainly have a track record of surprising people when they uh, then when they have been counted out. But we know that the wide receiver situation is bad. So I want to ask you this uh, question, your Two Rivers Ford take, on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. Let me know what percentage chance you would give the Titans of landing DeAndre Hopkins. We're going to talk about it together. Uh, you can respond which in whichever streaming uh, platform you are choose to view, you're choosing to view us on tonight. What percentage chance do you give the Titans of landing D-Hop? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. It is, of course, your Two Rivers Ford take, which is made possible by the great people at Two Rivers Ford. Go to Two Rivers Ford for quality American-made Ford vehicles and award-winning customer service. 40 years in Middle Tennessee, they've been doing business with honesty and integrity. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So uh, Ari Myrov, for those of you who follow along on Twitter, at my sports update, he was giving some analysis of the DeAndre Hopkins situation. Uh, this was his insight, courtesy of his Pro Football Focus podcast. Did this now instead of waiting it out, waiting till training camp to see if there's an injury somewhere where an opportunity opens and maybe they could find a trade partner. So the reason is pretty simple. By cutting him now before June 1st, the Cardinals are taking on his entire $22 million in dead money for this year in 2023. If they were to do it after June 1st, the dead money would be split up in the next two years, $11 million this year, about $11 million next year. And we all saw what the Cardinals did in this past draft where they traded back and they added an extra first round pick and an extra third round pick in next year's draft. They're all about 2024 and beyond right now with this new regime, Monty Austin Fort and Jonathan Gannon. So from their standpoint, they're going to take on the entire dead money medicine this year. And DeAndre Hopkins will be off their books completely come 2024. And by then they're going to have those extra draft picks. They're going to have some more flexibility to do work in free agency with their cap space. And that's basically the main reason why they opted to do it now instead of waiting this out to see what ultimately happens later on once training camp opens. As for DeAndre Hopkins, the two teams who kind of spoke to the Cardinals most throughout this process when they were looking to trade him, when they gave him permission to seek a trade, it was the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Other teams were also involved, but those, te those two teams seemed to be the teams that spoke to them the most and kept on checking in, especially if there was interest in potentially adjusting his contract. And Hopkins was recently on the IMF the podcast and he mentioned a number of quarterbacks who he would love to you know play with and the two um two of them that he did mention were Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs and Josh Allen with the Buffalo Bills he also mentioned three things that he's looking for in a new team one of them is a team that has a stable GM and head coach um, number two is a quarterback who loves the game and number three was um, a defense a really good defense because defense wins championships and you know he didn't mention anything about money but we also know in this league and in this business the money sometimes you know talks over everything else so we'll see what ultimately he decides to do now that he is a free agent but those two teams Buffalo and Kansas City are definitely 
definitely going to be checking in throughout this process. There really is no reason for Hopkins to rush into all of this. He could take his time if he wants to, but we'll see what he ends up doing. The last thing I'll mention about Hopkins is he did recently move on from his agent, an agent who he actually hired earlier this offseason. As of right now, as he becomes a free agent, he is working without an NFLPA certified agent. Now, that last part is interesting. That's courtesy of Ari Myrov uh, of the 33rd team. Forgive me, I said pro football focus earlier. So um, he explains the reason for the post or the pre-June 1 release, right? It could have saved Arizona a lot more money had they been able to wait just a few more days. But ultimately, they decided not to do that. And you heard the explanation there. A to Z Sports Primetime is presented by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com and get your dream address without the stress. The Intel Edge you need to succeed can be found with the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators and of me. Go to GaryAshton.com and trust the teams that your favorite teams trust. Uh, So as you look at the percentage chance that the Titans have of landing DeAndre Hopkins, um, Steve Nabby says, how do we afford this guy if Rand pulls it off? It's a big win. Well, you don't have the money outright. Like, you would have to do something to financially maneuver and make this a possibility, right? You would have to free up substantial, uh, you would have to free up substantial cap space because the Titans do not have the cap space to pay him right now. But any team, and this just depends on how much into your future savings you want to dip, right? Any team, theoretically, can make the money work, which is why you hear teams like the Bills and the Chiefs mentioned, right? The Bills and the Chiefs are two of the most cash-strapped, cap-strapped franchises out there. In fact, the Kansas City Chiefs have the least amount of available cap space right now. And it's always possible that restructures, extensions, voidable years, all these different things to bring down the initial cap hit for DeAndre Hopkins and make the money work, all of these uh, tools are at their disposal. The question becomes, do you want to do what you did with Julio Jones? Because that's exactly the path that you took with Julio Jones. And that was something that John Robinson had been very, very reticent to do until that point, to restructure veteran contracts, to push money down the road. If you did that in this instance, it would probably involve Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, or Kevin Byard. And I think it would be difficult to pick from which of those that you would rather keep around in 2024 because at that point, your best option would be an extension to lower their cap hit and provide you more cap space with which to sign DeAndre Hopkins. Now, if you wanted to sign him to a multi-year deal and structure in a way that makes sense, you can do that. You also would probably have to fork over a substantial amount of guaranteed money. And you have to consider that DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, the best selling point, I don't know what the best selling point for DeAndre Hopkins in Tennessee is. The best selling point is probably the coaching staff. Mike Vrabel, who he knows, they both were together in Houston. Tim Kelly, who he played for as an offensive coordinator. He, uh, the year that they lost to the Chiefs in the divisional round was, Hopkins last year with Houston that was Tim Kelly's first year I believe is the OC in 2019 um you can do these things uh for you can do these things in a variety of different ways 
Um, Kenny Hill says Kevin won't take a pay cut. Do you really think, do you really want to renegotiate Tannehill? I think Henry is already in talks of taking a pay cut to which I add parenthetically. There's no talks of that whatsoever. There's been no discussions. Uh, uh, so that would be erroneous. Um, not grounded in, uh, not grounded in, in reality, uh, or any fact that I've seen or that I've heard now, you know, is it possible that something like that happens? Yes, but that's, uh, that's purely speculation at this point. There's been Zero discussion of Derrick Henry taking a pay cut in 2023. Um, now he would immediately be, he would immediately be the best wide receiver on the roster, which is kind of the problem that the Titans are in. Right? They would have to overpay to get DeAndre Hopkins because this is not a pass-friendly system. Maybe it gets better under Tim Kelly, but that's you know, there's no proof of concept right now for DeAndre Hopkins to go back and uh, to go back and look at if he looks at the last couple of years he's going to see an offense that's very much built uh, around Derrick Henry. Um Greg Matlock says the defense and Henry in the backfield. Yeah, but that's not really as good a selling point as you think it is. That defense was ranked 32nd, 32 out of 32 against the pass last year. That's a defense that um I don't think is necessarily going to be as uh good up front as it has been in the past couple of years i think that having harold landry a full calendar year removed from an acl tear is great i also think that it typically takes about two years and you've seen that um the medical reporting around that has been pretty standard that it takes about two years for you to get back to peak physical performance after an acl tear though you can still be a functioning football player i think that harold's going to be fine this year i just don't think it's going to be you know the thing that the thing that I think a lot of us are leaning on or that a lot of us are are going off of is that they're going to have a dominant front four. And I just don't think that's going to be the case um, uh, until until such time as I see that. Jeff is saying that he's still not healthy. Harold is somebody that I'm going to give some grace to, even though I understand why people might be a bit anxious out there with him. Arden Key is a, fir- a full-time starter for the first time in his career. And their depth is not very good. Um, their depth is not very good at all. I think Rashad Weaver is a fine um, rotational player. But, uh, you know, I don't think beyond that that they have anything that I feel good about at this stage. So I wouldn't say that their defense is good right now. I think they have a lot of questions in their secondary. I think they got a lot of questions up front. They've changed both their inside linebackers. It'll be Monty Rice and Aziz Alshayer uh, until such time as something different happens, if such time as something different happens. Uh Nas says Jeff is saying he's still not healthy. What are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, we were just talking to Jeff on, uh, hell, I could probably pop that clip over. I didn't ask Bert to pull it, um, but I'm pretty sure I have it on my phone. If you would give me uh, just a moment here, I can probably find it for you. Um, But I don't want to, uh, I don't want to scroll through these things. Long story short, Jeff, Jeff is saying that he's not, that he's not back to 100% health. At this stage, it sounds like it's been a pretty grueling rehabilitation process. Um, if you want to, uh, if you want to go back and watch his full uh, comments, I'm going to be able to upload it. Looks like from my phone, uh, so I will be able to do that for you if you'll bear with me for just a moment. But I do think that that front is something that I have a significant amount of questions about at this stage because Jeff is saying that he's still not completely healthy. And as soon as this, uh, if you'll give me about a minute for that to upload, we'll be able to make that happen. Um, so DeAndre Hopkins, the defense is not a selling point to me. I don't, defense is one of the, defense and offensive line. Those are the two most difficult things to carry over year over year, just because it's so physically brutal, right? Offensive line, you're getting into a car wreck every play. Defense, you're tackling, you're hitting, 
you're taking a more uh, more physical toll on your body than other positions uh, might, other than special teams, right, with kickoff and uh, and punt return and things like that. It's just it's not something that I assume by any stretch of the imagination. Now, I think Jeff is still going to be a good player. I think Harold's still going to be a good player. I think that Arden Key is a move that I like. Um, and Danico Autry's getting older. He's in his 30s. He's getting into his uh, mid-30s. He's got knee stuff that's been popping up in the last couple of seasons. And so I don't assume that he's going to be as good, though I think he's going to give it his, uh, what give it 120% effort, right? Like the, at some point, that is going to fall off. So I don't know that it's going to be this year, but a lot of people are assuming that the defense is something that they can count on, and the defense is not something that I'm assuming that I can count on by any stretch of the imagination while completely understanding uh, while completely understanding why people feel that the defense might be a good, uh, a good thing for them. I'm going to throw this clip up on the screen. This was Jeff speaking with us on, I guess that was Tuesday of last week. Um, that we've been through. Of course, this offseason, you want to be in shape, you want to get in shape. But um, like Coach said today, you know, early on when the guys was here during uh, the uh, first phase of OTAs and stuff like that, that's the condition part. Um, then it's coming with the technique. Now we're on the field. Um, so I think my thing is just getting the, my feet back in the ground. You know, it's been, you know, a while since I've been healthy. Uh, it's been a while since I've felt myself. Um, just being able to go out there and, you know, work on the bag, work with Coach T and individual, then, you know, gets a couple of team where for us, I think that's big for me. But, you know, when we talk about just uh, me being here, you know, this is what I love to do. I love the game of football. And I love, um, you know, I think when you trying to build your team, your championship, uh, trying to build a championship team, this is where it starts at. And, uh, you know, being here was important to, is important to me. Um, getting healthy is important. Um, I'm not all the way there yet. Um, that's why I'm kind of working my way back into it now. So, like I said, just getting getting back on the field with them guys, you know, is I feel good just to be back out there with them. And I think that, like I said, that's where you build your team. You know, the standard. Uh, when we talk about the standard, when I, when they see me out there with the guys, you know, I think it means something to our team that, you know, um, even when I'm rehabbing or just out there running to the ball or whatever it may be, doing a pursuit drill uh, we did today, I think just – Shows what we're about um, here in Tennessee. No matter who you are, you know that's how we want some. We want people who are gonna buy into our standards. You already got Bert is playing jokes on us with his uh, <laughs> with his Lucas picture. So that's Jeff, right? Jeff is saying he's not all the way there yet. That's a four month. That's a four month. I mean, what? Uh, let's see, January 9th, I think, is the the date of the Jaguars game if I remember correctly so you know February uh March April May we're talking about a four-month injury uh or a four-month rehabilitation process for his ankle after he spent eight weeks shooting it up um we don't know what he was shooting it up with right but that if you if you guys will remember a lot of you guys saw the videos that um myself and a lot of other uh Titans reporters took of Jeff in tears in the locker room after the Jags game talking about how much he'd been playing through um, you know, that he's, he's a, he's a large human being, right? And an ankle injury for a, for a person that size is not something that is easy to rectify. Uh, Jeff is obviously, um, he has shown the ability to heal at a very like Wolverine blood type of rate, right? When he tore his ACL in February and then played that following October in his rookie season. Um, I think that, uh, I think that there's a lot to, you know, 
there's a, just a lot about this situation that's unknown. And it all could be fine by the time we get to September, right? September is still a significant amount of time away. They are, of course, going to be very, very careful with Jeff. Um, if they didn't feel that he was good to be out there doing stuff, and he's not doing a ton, but he's doing some stuff, right? They wouldn't have him out there on the field. So it's not like he's being held out of a lot at this point, but they are. It's still a part of the return to play protocol for Jeff Simmons. And that, you know, I think it's just, it's worth paying attention to. Just, just like Harold, right? I think Harold's situation, how he responds this year, is worth paying attention to. Nothing to be alarmist about. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, they wouldn't have signed him to that extension if the ankle was so debilitating um, that it was going to cause him significant problems into the future. Uh, I do think, though, that it was interesting to hear him say that because, like, uh, I, I can't remember who the, the commenter was that said, what was I talking about? Is Jeff still not healthy? Um, but I assumed, like that commenter did, that, yeah, after four months, that Jeff is probably going to be ready to go. And that apparently is is still, at this point, not the case. Plenty of time till September, though, for him to get right. Uh, Rock, I'm going to butcher your last name, Rock, so I'm going to avoid it. Uh, it says, glad the season doesn't start till t- September. Jeff will be fine. Buck with the Colts spin on everything. Um, well, <laughs> I think that uh, I don't even – I'm. I wouldn't be terribly worried about the Colts this year uh, as much as I'd be worried about the Jaguars, although your division is certainly uh, a lot more complicated than it used to be. You used to used to be very comfortable in your division, and for obvious reasons, that is no longer the case. Okay, let's move on, and let's talk about which position battles you're most interested to watch uh, with OTAs. Another round of OTAs coming up this week before mandatory minicamp takes place in June. We'll talk about it together, which position – are you most excited to learn more information about, to learn more about the position battles, how they're coming along? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. Oh, I didn't give you a percentage. Um, I didn't give you a percentage on DeAndre Hopkins. I'd probably say 10. I'd probably say 10% chance just because of the coaching staff. I think that Mike Vrabel and Tim Kelly are good enough to account for a 10% chance, and I still think it's unlikely, um, but Julio was unlikely. Now you can argue that, you wish Julio never happened and, you know, the fourth round pick and the dead money that you still have on your books because of Julio, you probably wish never happened. And it's feasible to envision a scenario where Hopkins plays out very much like Andre Johnson, Randy Moss, Julio Jones, all these guys at the end of their career who come to the, uh, who come to the Titans. Uh, but I think that, uh, I think that when you look at all the different, uh, I think that when you look at all the different scenarios that are going to be posed for DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think that rings matter the most of that guy. I think getting paid matters the most of that guy. Um, Just like the vast majority of players. I, and I, you know, I think that's hard sometimes for fans to wrap, uh, wrap their heads around. And, you know, it's, it's kind of counterintuitive, right? You assume the players, what players want the most in the world is to win a championship. When in reality, that's not really what's the most important to them. They don't take the same, level of pride that you do in your favorite team, right? Because that's not, it's not necessarily like that for them. It's a business for them. Just as the same way that we talk about it, this is a business for teams dealing with players. It's also a business um, and should be a business first mindset for players when dealing with teams. And DeAndre Hopkins, I think represents um, a good represents what, what most players are about, which is about their bag. So he'll go to the most financially um, financially, reasonable 
circumstance. It's just a matter of whether the Titans are willing to overextend themselves significantly at this point to make something like DeAndre Hopkins happen. Uh, for those of you who are not crazy about the Tannehill cap hit, the reason that you have that Tannehill cap hit, um, I think he's got the third highest cap hit in football this year after having the biggest cap hit in football last year. The reason why the cap looks like that for Tannehill is because you did that Julio Jones deal. So um, just keep that in mind. Understand that and know that if uh, if you're ruling the Titans out simply because they're not contenders, understand that you know contention is not necessarily what's most important for the vast majority of professional athletes, not just not just football players. Uh, okay, position battles. Which ones are you most excited to watch this week at OTAs or hear about this week at OTAs? We'll get into some here in just a second, right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. TrueMath Fitness is the best place for you to get yourself right. I was out on the boat this weekend. I know a lot of you guys and gals were too. If you uh, were feeling a little... Uh, you were feeling a little uncomfortable in your swimsuit, maybe uh, had a few more pounds from last year than you thought you might, True Math Fitness will help you take care of that in no time flat. They're going to help you do it safely in a healthy way with the best coaching staff and the best workout program. I'll be at TrueMathFitness.com uh, tomorrow at 8 o'clock, by the way. So if you guys are stopping in for your first workout free, if you haven't tried it yet, maybe I'll see you tomorrow at the 8 a.m. True Math Fitness class in the Gulch. TrueMathFitness.com is where you go. So, uh, what position battles are you most interested in learning about uh, with another round of OTAs this week? Uh, let's see. The O-line, it has to be better, says Billy Jones. Yeah, the O-line is obviously, I think it's going to be a big one for a lot of people, right? And it's just, it's so tough right now without the uh, without pads on um, for us to learn anything about the offensive line or the defensive line, for that matter. It's just not a position, it's just not something that, you know, like the run game, we're not really going to be able to understand how well or how effective they're going to be um, until they put pads on. And even then, they're not going to let them go full speed at one another. But uh, that is something that is difficult to determine. Um, but right now, you know, at least they have an idea of who they want their starting offensive line for training camp to be. Uh, let's see, position groups. Safety, says Fade, uh, adding... Uh, adding um, Elijah Molden to the safety depth that makes the safety depth a lot more interesting, a lot more viable. I think they did add a, an undrafted rookie, uh, player, um, that I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Uh, I want to say he was wearing number 33 out there, but I would have to go back and look at my, uh, I would have to go back and look at my OTAs roster that I, uh, I unfortunately threw away after practice the other day, but I'll get a new one for you on Wednesday, and we'll uh, we'll be able to uh, we'll be able to go through that together. Uh, I would say that the quarterbacks is probably the most interesting at this point. Um, I don't think that I don't think that Levis Will Levis is anywhere close to starting over Ryan Tannehill. Nor do I think that's something. I mean, it would have to it would have to take a Tannehill getting hurt um, or Tannehill experiencing a significant talent drop off for Will Levis to see the field at all this year, but I do think that the quarterback competition is something that people are going to have their eyes the most on. What do you need to work on? It's been good. I mean, a lot. Uh, I need to work on everything. Just trying to get better every day. Now it's good that whereas rookie minicamp, it was like all new stuff the night before, all the stuff we've ran for the, we've running now for the most part, we've already ran. So it's kind of like testing our recall. Uh, we're not just kind of getting thrown in there. We know what to expect. We're going to get looks that we've 
probably seen, maybe not before yet, but um, opportunities to work on and develop from what we learned at over Rookie Camp. I mean, it's all about chemistry. It's all about, you know, the timing and even with simple things like motions with plays, we talk about just the most important thing right now for us is just operation. We want to be able to out, get out there, get lined up correctly, be clean on our uh, cadences and, um, you know, get everyone getting off, getting off the right way at the right time and timing up our motions. And those motions are different depending on the receiver, you know, so sometimes it might be a little too early, it might be a little too late. This is where we work out the kinks and get to know those guys. And I'm taking advantage of every rep I can get, not just on the field, but back there and taking mental reps whenever I can when Ryan and Malik are taking reps. So that is uh, Will Levis. And obviously, you know, that's going to be the main attraction when uh, we're all out on the uh, on the practice field. Um, I think uh, MB brings up the corners. And I think the corner is going to be something that is uh, that's pretty uh, interesting to see. I, th- I don't think there's going to be... I don't think there's going to be like starters in the conventional sense. Like I'm sure they will have preferred starting outside corners, but I think you're going to see a lot of different dudes out there on a regular basis. Uh, I think Molden is going to play some safety. I think he's going to play some corner. I think that McCreary is going to play uh, on the outside. I also think he's going to play in the nickel in the slot. I think that Fulton is going to play on the outside. I think that Sean Murphy bunting is going to play outside and inside. I think they've got a lot of different pieces um, that they could use and that they will, like I said, they will have two preferred starting outside corners and their preferred options starting in the nickel. Um, and of course, health matters for all these, all these different things. But um, I would say that the corner situation and, you know, does Caleb Farley matter at all in that conversation? Right. I have no idea <laughs> if Caleb Farley is going to be at, at, at any point competitive for one of these roster spots. Um, but, you know, I guess that's something we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, let's see. Titans are still a bum franchise, says boxing historian, uh, that will never be Super Bowl winners. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, they haven't yet. We'll find out if they uh, do. We'll find out if they make it at some point. Uh, SMB says Big Dog is going to be all over the football. We'll see. I think that he is, uh, I think that he is uh, an interesting piece to add into the equation and you could always do with more corners, right? You certainly learned that in the last couple of years. Billy Jones says Farley is such a bust. Alex M agrees. I, you know, to this point, he is a bust. Um, it's not too late for him to change that narrative, but yeah, they have a lot of they have a lot of high draft capital invested in the corner spot. Think about that. Let's see. Fulton is a second round pick. McCreary is a second round pick. Farley is a first round pick. Molden is a third round pick. Murphy Bunting, I want to say, is a second round pick. Um, so that's, you know, between five of those players, they are all five players that have been selected in the first two days of the draft, right? In the first three rounds of the draft, that's a lot of draft capital to dump into the corner position. Um, and they're, you know, some of them, some of them are Titans players and Murphy Bunting is obviously not a guy that they're adding into the equation. Uh, I do think that that is going to be interesting. Danny Sutherland says, will there be a competition to left tackle? I don't think so i mean i don't think jalen duncan's gonna beat out andre dillard at this point and if dillard is really really bad then maybe they think about skaronsky out there but i think skaronsky you know if they want i think if they if they get what they wanted um it'll be dillard good enough to start at left tackle and then skaronsky inside at guard at this point all right uh this is a free site what uh the best thing that i saw on the internet this weekend we'll talk about it together on facebook youtube twitter and twitch uh, the best thing that I saw is the Celtics 
coming back to make this a series. It's tied 3-3. Game 7 is currently on right now, getting ready to uh, get back underway in the second half. For those of you paying attention between the Celtics and the Heat, So we're going to get to that here in just a second, right after I remind you that whether you're betting the NBA Finals coming up or the Stanley Cup, Superbook Sports is your place to wager this season. Download the Superbook app and they will match your uh, first bet up to $250 with promo code ATOZ. That's A2Z in the Superbook Sports app. Superbook.com for terms and conditions and the best odds boosts and promo bets out there. Superbook uh, will get you the best bets Best offers on all your favorite Tennessee teams. Tennessee, they even have a Tennessee tab for all your favorite Tennessee teams, whether that's the balls playing baseball right now going on in local sports or preseason football right around the corner. Superbook.com is where you go for terms and conditions. Gambling problem called the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. So, what uh, what is most compelling to you about this Game seven, this Eastern Conference Finals that's getting ready to wrap up. Celtics right now trailing Miami, um, but keeping themselves in it better than the first three games, certainly. Uh, I think that this is, uh, you know, I think it's going to be pretty interesting uh, to see the way that that plays out um, with, uh, with with all the different ebbs and flows of this series that have come about. But I would say that Paul Pierce is feeling himself. Paul Pierce is feeling... Pretty confident about Boston, even though they're currently trailing by 16 uh, with just over 10 to play in the third quarter. You know, it don't get no better than this. And, you know, Boston is all about the dramatics. <laughs> and, and so, you know, I remember that game with, with Cleveland just going toe-to-toe with Brown. But we played in so many game sevens. Yeah. You know, I can remember so many classic memories, but it's a reason why we're one of the best in these type of situations. I mean, you just look at the fans we got, especially yeah. at home. So that is Paul Pierce on the pregame set talking about Boston. Boston currently down 16 again, as I said, in the second half. Um, (laughs) Jay Streets is finally a 35 plus minute show. Buck, we need this more often. Listen, Mother Bleeper, I am doing five streaming shows a week, five radio shows, five three hour radio shows a week, and two podcasts once a week. Whatever time I got, you'll take it. I appreciate that you enjoy the primetime community. I love that you guys show up when you do, but there is too many platforms for me talking for the complaint to be that I'm not talking enough. So if I'm not talking enough for you here, I have three other shows that I'm responsible for hosting at least throughout the course of every week. So you can get your fix elsewhere, (laughs) but you can also get your fix here because we are here Sunday through Thursday night. Uh, Kenny Hill says, damn, do you have kids? No, I do not have kids. I have two cats. Uh, I'm very, very, very uh, happy uh, with uh, the lack of, the lack of, uh, yeah, it's just, that's not really for me, that whole scene. Not maybe, you know, I, I don't, I don't say, uh, I don't say anything definitively, <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, that, that whole, that whole uh, nuclear family situation, not necessarily for me, I would say. Uh, Stephen King says, where do we find the live install show? Well, here's the thing. Okay. Cause a, a lot of you guys have given me, have asked me that question. For those of you who don't know, Greg Cosell flew down from Philadelphia from NFL films headquarters. We did a live show at the hut and it was a badass event. So, so cool. I, somewhere between, I think, uh, 100, 120, you guys showed up to hang out two and a half hours. We did the podcast. Um, and it was all recorded on audio and video. 
So the audio we're releasing in separate parts because Greg and I, you know, we that was a that was a heavy lift. It was a big event, and we were happy to take some time off. So we're chopping the live show up audio wise into different parts and pieces. We're not gonna put the uh, we're not gonna put the whole show. Uh, the whole two and a half hour live show on YouTube because I just didn't think that people would watch two and a half hours straight of that. So we're going to take clips from it. Um, but, you know, if uh, if you guys want to go to those things and if you guys want to see those things, then, you know, I'd like for you guys to attend those things. It's not like I'm holding out on you. I do think that we provide you a fair amount of content and there will be clips of that, certainly. Um, there will be clips of that, certainly. But uh, we we didn't think that it was... We didn't think that it made sense to put out a two and a half hour live or I mean, it was live, uh, but a two and a half hour podcast on YouTube um, when I thought the clips would probably do uh, socially a lot better. And like I said, you know, I want you guys to go to these things. So I'm not going to give you the whole thing um, because I'm certain that we're going to do stuff like that again. And I want there to be uh, I want there to be, you know, some incentive to go. Not just you can find the whole thing on YouTube afterwards. Uh, hey. Yes, we would put up the whole show. Yeah, you know, I mean, I um, I thought about, like I said, I thought about it, but I, it's, it's, I would rather, you know, I would rather do it the way that we're doing it. So that's the way that we're going to do it. And uh, of course, you can catch the full show via the install podcast feed. Okay, that is going to do it for us tonight. I hope you guys had a great evening. Hope you had a great weekend. Radio show, we were not on the air today. Obviously, Memorial Day. We're back on the air tomorrow. Be talking a lot of basketball, be talking a lot about DeAndre Hopkins and the Titans, and obviously getting you ready for another week of OTAs over there at St. Thomas Sports Park. Have a great rest of your evening, um, and I will uh, talk to you tomorrow night if I don't talk to you on the radio show. You're on A to Z Sports Primetime. See you guys. Well, are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.